Welcome to Welcome Driving to Driving to The Res with The Res with Inelia and Larry. Yeah, you went first this time. <laughs> Wait, thank you, darling. You're welcome. You're the star of the show. I'm the star of the show? Yes, indeed. You're the star of the show. I'm the star of my own show, but not your own show. Oh. Well, I'm the star of your show. You're right. Tell, tell people where we are. Well, the res is closed to fishing. So we're checking out Olson's Resort, which is open to fishing. And look, they got 50, 150, 200 boats. A whole bunch of people. Only ones around here with a mask on are the state workers. Everybody else Everybody running around with their fishing poles. In the fresh air with masks on. Yeah, can't think of a more ridiculous thing, but. That was something we talked about a while ago. <laughs> Ooh, bumpy. Yeah, so this place is packed. Olson's Resort has got to be so happy. Yeah, I bet they're happy. Because uh, they had a bit of a slow. They had a bit of a slow start of their season, but they're making up for it now. Yep. Except for that hotel right there, that'd be a lesson to you. Tell them about the hotel over there. There's a hotel right over here, right on the water. It's absolutely perfectly located. Um, they built it themselves, the old Olsons people, I think. Yeah, the, not the pre, not the not present the owners. owners. The current owners came from Idaho or somewhere. Yeah. The they previous owners, they built it, right? Yep. And they did such a great job. It's a nice looking building. It's been here for like, I don't know now, about 30 years, but not one person has ever spent the night in it because they neglected to get a permit. And oh, apparently yeah. in this case, you have to have an occupancy permit for a hotel. They couldn't get one because they hadn't got it first or something like that. So they had to build this one instead with a permit. Oh, another one. Further from the water or something like that. Right, right. And it costs more to tear on the old one. They'll just leave it there. As a reminder, even though you don't need a permit, sometimes you need a you permit. Need a permit. Mm -hmm. This place is packed. This is CQ, by the way, in Washington. CQ, where our friend Ashley is going to be the mayor. Yeah. She'll take care of that permit process. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Every inch of this town is filled with campers, RVs everywhere the hill is littered with them the town is covered yeah, they opened up the water they opened the water by nia bay but the marina and the gas station and uh none of the little boats are allowed to um come into the bay tie up or nothing so, so everyone's they have here, to come I all think. the way to cq which is seven miles or so and drive their boats all the way out to the ocean from here instead of using nia bay I really like this town. I've always liked it. I don't know why. It's yeah. so pretty. I like to drive through it. They got good hamburgers at this one store. They do have good hamburgers. We ate our hamburgers there a few times. Mm. I bet they're happy. Nia Bay's closed too. The hamburger place? I bet you they're packed. Yeah. Let's see. Oh yeah, look, they have uh, outdoor seating now, too. Wow. They bought some little tents. Probably have more space because they have to put people six feet apart. They're using the uh, parking lot. They are. So they have enough room to have enough people to have room to eat. And there's only one person hunting. <laughs> oh, be cheese. I guess everybody else is fishing. They must be, yeah. 
It this looks like a fine day. We figured out how to go fishing this year. Yeah, we did a great job fishing this year. All we did was we loaned my uh, little boat, our little aluminum boat. That's like skiff. 15 foot or 16 skiff, foot. Yeah. That we got from my dad. I loaned it to my deckhand because he's a fishing fool. He loves he's to really fish. Good. And they get up at 3 o'clock in the morning or 4 o'clock in the morning, right before it gets light, put that little skiff in the water and motor out and go catch a salmon or 10 or however many he catches. And then he calls me up and says, hey, you want to fish? <laughs> and I always so say been, yes. Yeah, we've been eating some nice fresh salmon. And a thick days. salmon, two inch thick salmon. Yeah, it was really good. He's catching big ones, good job. Yeah. Not that we don't want to go fishing, but we don't want to get up at four in the morning <laughs> to go catch a fish. Right. They're very good at it, please. And they love it. Yep. And our little boat isn't just gathering weeds in the backyard. I know. Somebody's using it. Yep. Anyway, um, we were a bit distracted. This is part two of our travel. Our trip, yes. We made a trip. Let's go pick up Brett. California. California. From Washington. And I thought it would be a good idea, since we're all the way down there in California, to take Brett to go to Yellowstone, Yellowstone Park, Park, which I call Jellystone Park, because it sounds cooler. Because I figured Jellystone's in the area, not too far from Sacramento. <laughs> well, and I, I said we should do that. And then I researched, and the park just opened. So I was like, oh, oh that's perfect. Yeah, yeah. Plus, all of us wanted to go there, like yep. at least once in our lives, right? Yep. So we didn't bother looking at the map. We just said, yeah, it's over there somewhere. Yogi we'll Bear. Go down to Sacramento, then we'll rip up to uh, Jellystone Park. And then our puppy dog got a call. Remember this part? Our puppy dog. We have a little beauty called Princess Beauty, a two-and-a-half-pound or two-pound Yorkie. <laughs> she's not even two pounds. She's, she's like already She's already bossing the Akbash around, who weighs yes. at least a hundred times what she weighs. She's as big as the Akbash's pole. Yes, yeah, about the same size as the paw. So, some of you may remember we decided to pick up the Yorkie. Who was also in the neighborhood? She was in Las Vegas, right? <laughs> so we uh, just took a little detour from Yellowstone down to Las Vegas, Vegas, which happened to be about half of the United States. Yes. Sort of in the neighborhood because it's on quite. the same coast, if yes. you call that neighborhood. Yeah, yes. And then back to Sacramento through Area 51. I mean, if you're going to Sacramento, you might as well go through Area 51 to do it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and by Lake Tahoe to check out the snow, because everybody knows it snows in June in Lake Tahoe. Uh -huh. And uh, Sacramento, and then straight up I-5. Take me home. I'm ready to go home. We had to go to Champ Shack. Yes. And then to the res. After waiting our appropriate time, of course, to of course. decontaminate. Although we didn't see anybody on each everyone, even because we had our camper. <laughs> we were all just all together anyway. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, on our last show, we talked about some of the adventures, right? And we had a few that were left over, but we had to cut our show short. Our show short? Our show short. And you texted me. Some of those items. The items so that we remember what they were, because we went through each part of it, right? What yeah. were they? Well, the one that most interested me 
yes. was how each area seems to be claimed by one side of the split or another. And we were just reading that South Dakota, we were not in South Dakota, no. but they didn't do any Anything. of the fear stuff. No at lockdowns, all. none Nothing. of that shit. And they're doing pretty good. They're doing better than the places that had lockdowns. Yes. Which, incidentally, I read an Army College report on pandemics, which said very clearly, if you have a lockdown, that will make the infections worse. Because people don't have any immunity, I guess. Well, it's a combination of reasons, many of them including they're forced to be in close contact with each other for just prolonged periods of time. Oh! So even though they are maybe not infected with something, they go out and they get an infection just because they got to go to the store and they come back and then they definitely Very get closely, into each other. Yeah. Because they can't get away from each other, I guess. I don't know, there's multiple reasons, but it turned out the places that had no lockdowns Ooh. had the lowest rates of infections and, the other and thing, issues. And, and the stuff. other thing that interested me, what you said yesterday, was about their drastic fall in um, new baby deaths. Oh, yeah, that was right. interesting because uh, part of the statistics it. of deaths rates, right? Yeah. And the reason, the, 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 the thing that's been happening is that babies and children are not getting vaccinated. Yeah, because people don't want to take them to the doctor or hospitals. Well, to get the hospitals them. are closed. They won't yeah, give them the So it's a direct correlation. Curve, correlation curve. Less well, vaccinations, less and like it's unexplainable deaths of babies. Right. Basically, like, usually, what? usually have been explained as SIDS mm-hmm. because they're otherwise healthy babies that don't have any issues who just die. And so over this last three to four months of lockdowns and pandemic thing, the hospitals and the wellness centers haven't been giving very much or any vaccinations because of the worry about infection. And uh, the unexplained mortalities have dropped 200 per week in the infant category. Yeah, that's a lot. It'd be interesting uh, to see how much less children have autism at the end of this, you know? Yeah, well, that's one of the issues, of course. They'll get it right back on their shots. Then they'll go catch them up. All right, yeah. But at least it'll be a little bit older, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Have a better chance if they're older. That's my thoughts, anyway. But that is a significant thing to have the infant to two-year-old deaths drop significantly over the period. And the only difference, besides everyone's homish, is they're not getting their shots. Yeah, that was pretty cool. But yeah, so one of the things we saw um, that at the driving down to California and then across um, Iowa, not Iowa, um, Idaho, Utah, Utah Nevada. Went Wyoming, Nevada. Was that it appeared like it appeared like um, we seemed to be arriving just when people were opening up? You know, it's like very supportive of us. It was interesting. Yeah, our very first breakfast on the road. You know, all the restaurants are closed. Nobody can go in. You can just get takeout. The very first breakfast we had. Yeah. There was a big sign on it says 
Six down open. Yeah, we saw it from the highway. We saw it from the highway, yep. We went drove right there and sat right down. And she had made it safe yep. by putting shower curtains up between the boots. Yep. That was enough. I said, alrighty, that sounds good. Yep. And off we went. Breakfast, coffee, dog, pancakes, sausages, eggs, scrambled. And the waitress and the cook and everybody was so, so happy. happy to be back to cooking. Yeah. You know, they did okay on their unemployment, but some people like doing stuff, you know? Yeah. Other stuff. I'm perfectly fine twiddling my thumbs, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> One of these days I'm going to have to go fishing. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, that was interesting that they just opened the sit-down restaurants. That was the first, basically the first day that they had their sit-downs going. And, uh, same thing with Yellowstone is when they just basically opened the park. And uh, what else was there? It was one of them that was also quite funny and significant. Uh, the state park that we stayed at by Yellowstone. Oh, yes. That had just opened for us. Uh, I call it for us. They yes. just opened it for us. Yes. Thank you very much. Yes. <laughs> and uh, there was one more. It's probably on our text. One more that was interesting. Interesting. Second day. Oh, we went to uh, Heaven on Earth. They had just oh, opened up their sit-down right. the next day. They had just opened it, too. They were so happy to see us. Oh they my piled God. us up with free stuff when yeah, we Yeah, they did when we left. We got pies cakes and, and cakes pies and bread. Cookies and, and bread. Oh, my gosh. They <laughs> she was so happy to see us. Because we always stop at Heaven on Earth we whenever do. we drive by. Yeah. We always stop. Who wouldn't? They have num nums. Their food is so good. Their meals are so good. And their, all their cakes are just delicious. So good. So then we yeah. were in Sacramento, and then we were, oh, biology. That was, that was one thing that was closed for it us. Was. Biology, remember? But that led us directly to Ronnie. Yeah, the baby raven. Because <laughs> without biology being closed, we, we would have never, never have found seen him. Ronnie. Never, we would not never. Things like it orchestrated, you know. Yeah, they are orchestrated. Yeah, it's good stuff. So, I think today, yes, today on our way home, we had a little bit of that happen where we got to uh, stop in Port Angeles, the casino, which they told us they were going to be healthy in the casinos now. There's no smoking. I could and the restaurants would be open and everything would be fine. Yeah. And we walk in and full of cigarettes. Yeah, I could smell cigarettes for sure. Definitely oh, cigarettes. Oh, the interesting thing going. was that as we came in, uh, we stopped first at the door and asked the lady, the security guard, what's the you know, procedure for getting into the place? Is the restaurants open? She said, yep, all the restaurants are open and the guests don't have to wear masks, she said. And her eyes were like, she rolled her eyes because she was wearing a mask and, and the screen face, face, yeah, a face screen. And um, so I said, great, oh, excellent. So we went inside uh, through the, back, the other door and this man came up to us with the uh, temperature, temperature thing on thingy on. Took our forehead temperature. Yeah. And I, I didn't mind that at all because as also you pointed out, it's like, yeah, if they're keeping sick people out, I don't mind going to a place that keeps sick people out. Yeah, I remember when Brett was little. And you're sick. Yeah. Go home. 
coronavirus or any corona, any, anything. Any type just of virus. Like you don't need yeah. to be spreading it all just, over everybody. Just go home, man. Just go home. You don't need to gamble when you're sick. Yeah. Gamble when you're healthy. <laughs> when Brett was a little baby, well, toddler, I used to take him to the club that I, of the HRA that I lived in Sacramento. And there was a few complaints, and I complained as well about, you know, going in there and kids covered in snots and then of course you know either I would walk away but if he loved that place so <laughs> and then he'd be sick for days right so I was like yeah you know other people complained as well and eventually they did a policy of taking the kids temperature when they came in into the play area and I thought that was marvelous at the time of course, it's not very good down. for your immunities but no well I think it is but it is you still they still they still share snots and everything. Don't worry, they were kids, but they didn't get the really nasty stuff, right? Well, I just read a study, just published study, PubMed. But if you have a temperature, you should be home. You shouldn't be. Oh, I'm not complaining you know. about it. I'm an adult. Yeah. I don't want other people making me sick. I don't need to be sicker, and I don't mind if sick people stay home. I'm not objecting to that. Yeah. It's well, just, I was highly appreciative when the. Play area started that policy, yeah. and this was in 2007 and 8. You know? <laughs> yeah, the study that I read wasn't about was sort of about that. It was basically, though, their uh, vaccination shot that used rubella or something, something like that mm-hmm. in the third world and other parts of the world, it isn't working very good on infants and uh, one year old, two year olds. And they traced it down to the fact that they're um, almost all breastfed. And the immunizations work the worst in India, which is, I mean, arguably a very challenging environment, we'll just say it. Mm -hmm. And then it was better and better and better um, as you climbed the... I'm not going to say India's dirty. Can can you define better? Well, in their words, their shot worked better in the United States than it does in India because the mother's breast milk, which confers the immunity to the children, uh-huh. in uh, India is like a hundred times more powerful immunization protection, which is what a vaccine is, right? Trying to shoot them up with a vac- with the vaccine, which is a, a live something, right? Uh-huh. In India, the vaccine shot don't work because the kids don't get sick from a tiny little measly, measly shot. They don't get rubella, a mild rubella or anything. It doesn't work mm-hmm. because the mother's milk in India is too effective at stopping infections. Yeah, that's too effective at protecting them. And the shot works the best, and they're deficient of they're working at the best. It infects the kids oh, okay. in the United States the most because the breast milk in the mothers in the United States isn't nearly as effective as the breast milk in India because of the place. Your immune system gets a giant workout in a place like India compared to a place like Chipotle, (laughs) even though Chipotle isn't that great. (laughs) Maybe I'll use another example. Oh, yeah, because they had a big bite infection some years ago. They had their E. coli issues because their ingredients were too fresh, which... I don't know. I think that was some sort of sabotage. Somebody was trying to make money off of shortened Chipotle stock. Yeah, I think so. That sounds right. It just sounded very suspicious to me. Anyway, 
little bit more infection sharing is a little bit better for your immune system but sick kids are no fun so <laughs> you know well going the mild back to, version of it is okay so well, going back to the trip yeah there was a line that we we're talking about right you're talking about yeah. that line if you want to take my temperature right. before i come in I completely agree. I think, yeah, I think you're if you're worried about a lot of people infecting a lot of people, take my temperature. If I'm it's all infectious and, you know, shedding disease all over everyone, at uh, this period of time when everyone's sensitive about it, especially, I got no problem. I'll stay out. Yeah, absolutely. But for some reason, the masks... We just couldn't do it. <laughs> it's a line I can't cross. We went to the nut store. Yeah, there was... And a... those people are nuts. They were nuts, man. They were literally nuts. Yeah, they were. That was intense. They were wearing shields, masks. I mean, and they and don't gloves. They need to. They don't need to. No. And then they looked at us and said, have you got masks? And we said, no. We, oh, it's okay. We've got some for you. Just come outside. And we went outside and she was taking She was going to give us gloves and masks. And the mask just to go in and to buy get, a jar of peanut butter from a, a roastery. Store. And we're talking a teeny place that has tiny. like two employees. Two, two people inside. That was it. Those are the employees, and that's yes. it. We, said, we looked at place. it and thought, no, we just no, leave. No, <laughs> that's okay. Sorry. Yeah. I don't think we said sorry. We just said, well, no, I think we'll just leave. We just realized that it was claimed already. Yeah. I think that's part of what we're talking about. Yeah, there's the claim. Areas are claimed. Some areas are claimed. Yeah. And people are claimed. People are claimed. I was thinking about last night. I was actually thinking, how come... I mean, like you said before also, the... This thing's so orchestrated, and it's been taking years to orchestrate this type of fear and this type of um, compliance. compliance among the people, right? The sheeple. And it costs billions of dollars, I'm sure of it. And then I was thinking about our side and how little we spend. And we yeah, don't converting have anybody to do a anything. anything. Or brainwashing them or and leading them like down any path. Ads from the government everywhere about oh count all the hugs you haven't given because that's all that means that's how many lives you saved yeah that's how many lives you've saved and I thought oh my god that's evil that's literally the definition of evil and we didn't have to do anything like we haven't done anything like that then I realized it because the the natural like the tide will rise yeah right. And to stop the tide from rising, you have to build all these walls, and then that costs a lot of money. So naturally, we are raising our frequency. Naturally, we're waking up. You know, naturally, we're doing all these things, and there's very little we have to do, and all that is also provided, like GMO-free foods, cereals, uh, organic foods and meats, um, humane treated animals and eggs, um, farms. And all these type of things are here for us to choose, right? But we do have to go and choose it. And it's very easy just to drop the ball and not do those things, right? But it's basically all the rest are for the other, right? For the, the other stuff. The vaccinations, like earlier, remember you said you just scratch the veneer of, and you, you find just the true data. scratch the veneer and you find the true data. Yeah, you know, it's our hospital in Yakima. They have a newspaper article. The hospital is overwhelmed with new corona cases. They're up to capacity, over capacity. Have to turn patients away. It's the exact nightmare scenario that everyone has been dreading. And then when you scratch the surface a little bit, you find out that. There's 40 people in the hospital. There's 226 beds in the hospital. 
40 people are in the hospital. Why are they overstretched? Because all of their employees are laid off. Yeah, they had to lay them off, huh? Because they didn't have enough work. So they only have enough employees to hold 40 beds. And any of their employees who have ever are coming in contact with someone with COVID, for some reason, I don't know why, but you know, if they're in the hospital treating COVID patients, then they can't work anymore, it's not. And staff caught COVID or tested positive, I guess in a hospital, you know, you're gonna get tested. <laughs> and if you're gonna get tested for a disease that has an 80% false positive test, yeah, you're, you're probably get gonna get it. And then you get to go home and you get, stay home and get paid or go to work and get paid. I mean, geez. Yeah. So yeah. they don't have staff to run the hospital properly. So they're overwhelmed. Right. But they're overwhelmed with 40 people in a 230 bed hospital. Yeah. So the headline, if you're totally buying it, is like, see, I told you. Yes. Look what it, happened. You can really run with it, can't you? Oh yeah, yes. it just totally confirms your belief. Everything that you, you've you been told and all the fear and all that stuff. But yeah. scratch it just a little bit. And, and say, it just vanishes. Wait a minute, 40 yeah. people in a 220 home? Wait, that's not overwhelmed. That's not even close. So what's the overwhelm? The overwhelm is a manufactured overwhelm. Yeah. And the headline is a manufactured <laughs> fear magnifier. Now, like in California, the governor bought a billion dollars worth of face masks, and now all of a sudden, everyone in California has to wear a face wear mask. A mask. <laughs> I'm sure that he doesn't get any kickback from that billion dollar oh, order. Oh, yes, of course. Absolutely not. All from one company. Yeah, of course he doesn't of course, get no any. problem. Yeah. There's no kickback there. At all. I don't know why. The yeah. state has to have masks, every one of them. Well, in our state, guess what? Yakima has to now. Yakima? To flatten this curve because we're overwhelming our hospitals. Oh, of course, because 40 beds in Yakima. 40 beds in Yakima are filled. Yes. And a 220 bed hospital. Okay. We weren't going <laughs> to go there. <laughs> Run over. Talk about our trip. Yeah. What else did you want to share about our trip? Well, I thought there was two or three things on our list and. Um, I remember we camped at Rivers. That wasn't on the list. I remember our... Do you remember? No, I don't. Can you look at our text? Hold on. Let me make some noise here and I'll grab our texts. Because there were two or three things that were really important that we wanted to talk about. Yep, there was. Now we're nearly home. Yeah, but I'll just keep driving, don't worry. We're not <laughs> finishing ours podcast early this time. Okay. We're going to get this one done for sure. So it is Springs Monsanto. So, so my gosh, do you remember this place? So probably nobody in this podcast has ever heard of Soda Springs. Have you heard of Soda Springs before now? No, I had never heard of Soda Springs. Have you heard of uh, the water that comes from the Soda Springs area? No. There's the, uh, have you heard of the Oregon Trail? Yes. Many people have heard of the Oregon Trail. It's a famous video game if you ever were in 1980s in high school. <laughs> and I think the 90s and even the 2000s, maybe the 2010s. You had to take your wagon train, go from somewhere in the middle of the country, Iowa maybe, and go all the way to Oregon. Well, the Oregon Trail is an actual thing, of course. And we were on the Oregon Trail on our trip. Yes. And we were driving down the road, went by these tall mountains of, they look like flat mesas kind of yeah but they were weird. a bit they were like up and then steps in and then up yeah. and steps it's kind of like steps 
and there was tractors on there and then we realized we're in some mining district it's like wow that's tailings from mines look and then you look around and the whole landscape is these man-made flat mountains of gravel i turned off the road because i saw a little sign want to take the dog for a walk something about a spring and we pulled into this artesian well do you remember the name of that place uh, no. Uh-uh. Well, that don't help nothing. <laughs> I guess we'll have to put it in the notes. It yeah. was the Shangri-La for the Oregon Trail. It was the oasis that everyone stayed at. And the water in the, um, that natural spring spring was effervescent. And it still like is. Just like Perrier water. And it's still coming out And it still is. It's all by itself has bubbles yeah, in it. It does. And um, it was... There's a giant uh, Victorian hotel, and there's a place for all of the wagons to park. It was like RV park for <laughs> for wagon trains. Yeah. And everybody uh, that was on the trail knew of this place, and they went there. Not only that, they bottled that water and sent it around the entire planet. It was very famous at some point. It is the equivalent of Perrier. Everybody knows what Perrier water is. Yeah. This was the equivalent in the 1800s. Just as famous or more Just famous. Just as famous, if not more. more famous. Yeah. And we tasted it. It tasted like Perrier. It does. Flat-ish. It tasted like a little bit flat Perrier. Yeah. And, uh, and the, when I read about it, it said that they like to make lemonade with it. Yeah. Effervescent lemonade. Yeah. Effervescent fruit drinks. And it was just ultimate popular water. And when we went to go look and at that just, place, it was like a scrum. It was like, um, if you ever have went to one of those parks in a small town, a little itty bitty town, the park that has the bathrooms, basically, basically everyone just goes there to go use the bathroom. Yeah. And the other stuff around there, they kind of like ignore it. Yeah. It was like that. It was a nothing. It was an abandoned nothing. Yeah. And it used to be the center of the entire continent center of travel mm-hmm. and world renowned spring spring and right across the street from the park was another one of these giant mountains and guess what signs on it Mons- oh it's Bayer Bayer formerly Monsanto. owned by Monsanto, Monsanto a fertilizer mine yeah it was they were they were sulfur is it no uh, phosphate phosphate mine yeah. yeah it was a phosphate mine Giant phosphate. This is incredible. It was, it was so weird, wasn't it? It was, it was so, so weird. Dis- discombobulated. Yeah. It was like we're in the best oasis and it's pretty much destroyed and flattened by a phosphate mine, which used to be guano, you know? Yeah. Then, so, you know, we, yeah. we, we explored it as best we could. The water was nice when it comes out of the spring but the creek that it went into it smelled just like a swamp it was yeah, just nasty weird. it wasn't any place anybody traveling across from anywhere at any time would stop and say oh, what a beautiful place i'm gonna stay here <laughs> it was revolting yeah it was kind of it was repulsive it was and revolting repulsive, yeah. even though it was quaint and cute that one little tiny tiny tiny, spot. tiny little spot so we went down a little further into the actual town called soda springs Right. And the town uh, fathers, that's what they call them. I don't know who they are. I think they're the guys that are, um, whatever they call the town fathers. They decided they're Founders? Fathers. The founders? No, the fathers. Okay, the town fathers. That's what they call them. 
Okay. The leaders of the town. Oh. They, oh, there's the elk. Oh, it's a field full of elk. Beautiful. They drilled a well in the middle of town for some water. They wanted... They wanted... Uh, a spring water. Spring water. For Themselves. The yeah, for the village. And so, drilled away, and around midnight or something on the drilling, uh, something radical happened. Water shot up out of the well, 100 feet into the air. Yeah. Fresh, well, bubbly water. <laughs> it's like, duh. Yeah. <laughs> they hit a pocket of the gas, I guess. Yeah, they basically it, created a geyser. They created a geyser out of water, not a hot geyser, it's cold water. Uh-huh. But it's that mineral-rich water from the um, from the um, soda bed, spring. Yeah. And the water squirted up 100 feet and it drenched the entire city. And it stayed doing that for a week, two weeks. They didn't know what to do to stop it because <laughs> it wouldn't stop. That's so they, they capped it with this uh, pipe thing. I don't know, like Robert. an oil cap. Yeah, like an oil cap for a spouting oil well. They put that thing on there. Then they decided, oh, we'll be very clever. Every hour on the hour, the geyser goes off. <laughs> so they set it to a timer. And every hour on the hour, you can go there and the geyser will go off. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah, so I went to check it out, and it was pretty cool. Yeah. Honestly, it was it was pretty cool, even though it was a bit hokey. <laughs> okay. You guys were eating, and I went uh, soda springing. Yes. But the town was also dead. It was really weird. It was, it was strange. very strange. Yeah, the, the sidewalks were all broken with grass growing on them. I looked, most of the stores were closed. It was a strange town. It was like abandonish, not quite, but. Right. Yeah, they had a whole string of haircut schools and barbers and haircut schools and school for haircutting. This whole string of them. And they were all shuttered and closed. Mm. And I really needed a haircut. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, that was Soda Springs. That was one of the things on the travel was we kept on hitting these uh, dead towns. Oh, yeah. Some really weird ones. We went to a town that that had this really, really intricate rock walls like very interesting looked walls. like Spain to me yeah. stone construction yeah and when I went and checked it out it was a silver mine that went bust in uh, 1790 or some old way old and so 40 or 50 days later years later they found silver again and they started another town they had 200 300 400 buildings and tents and everything and it didn't have enough silver again, and it had gone again. <laughs> and when we drove through, it was in the gone phase. Yeah, it was. It was just yeah. like rock so walls. Bizarre. So bizarre. So nothing. Reminds me of right here on our way to the Shamachak. Yeah. Halfway to the Shamachak, we pass a town yeah. called Royal. Right? Yeah. But there's no town there. There used, no. To be, there used to be a town with a store and a post, post office, office and everything. Yeah. And yeah. it's gone now. I might go to the lake. <laughs> It'll only be another few minutes, honey. Okay. Okay. Well, I think that's... What the, else was on our list? I think, yeah, we covered the other stuff already. We did? Yeah, we did. Yeah. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. Oh, there was one more. Guidance. Gaia guidance. Gaia guidance, right. And resisting guidance. And, um, yeah. So... Guild of Gaia, right? So we have formed a thing called the Guild of Gaia with a bunch of other Guild of Gaiers who we used to call brooms, but Guild of Gaia seems 
I guess, classier. Brooms is... Yeah. <laughs> you don't know what the brooms about. <laughs> brooms is because it's actually the brides and grooms of Gaia. The brides and grooms have, you know, so many have so many triggers people. about being a bride or being a groom. Mm-hmm. And there ain't no grooms showing up. And there's, there's just a few. Yeah. And it's hard to get the brides to get married. They're just, uh, I don't know about this. What does that mean? Is Gaia <laughs> be my boss or what? And the guys are like, I don't even get it. Yeah. I ain't coming to get married. Guys have allergic to getting married sometimes anyways. So we're not brides and grooms. We were brooms. But right. there were even less people wanting to be a broom. Mm-hmm. So now as a guild of Gaia. Yeah. Now we're guilders. Guilders. But we still sign a contract with Gaia. And one yeah. of the line items is the communications will be clear and easy to understand. Between Gaia and the person. Between Gaia and the person. Yes. And so we've been experiencing those communications. And uh, in the beginning, one of the methods we've been using is cards and all of the rumors, all of the guilders. Is that what we call us? Guilders. All of the guilders. It <laughs> sounds guildies. like a coin, right? Guildies or guilders, yeah. Sounds like uh, a yeah, very some beautiful country, coin. Some country, I can't remember which country used to have guilders. Probably Netherlands or something. Yeah. Gold guilders. Anyway, these guilders. We used the cards from the deck to try to get guidance for the week and things like that. And, you know, the regular use of that, it kind of showed something pretty cool, which was essentially that the message didn't change that much because it was the same message, which means, like, shed your skin, the snakes, shed your skin, it's time for you to be who you really are. It's still time to be who you really are. So that the messages don't change a lot, even though the card has a whole bunch of different cards in the deck. tells you that, uh, you know, that's a clear communication. You can just take that one to the bank. The other communications we've been dealing with are like... Puppy, go take it. Puppy, pick it up in Las Vegas. Right? Yes. Why why else would we have gone through six states, right, to get to Las Vegas? We wouldn't have. Right, so if, for example, there are times where a body of a certain frequency is requested to be in a certain place at a certain time, how do those bodies get there when they need to be shuffled around, you know? Puppies! Puppies! Or something very intriguing or very interesting or something will pull your attention. So the moral of the story is this is a clear communication. When you're pulled somewhere because it's fascinating, cool, very interesting, it's like a puppy. There's a puppy there. Go get your puppy. Go get the puppy. Go get the puppy. (laughs) We still don't know why we had to go there, but it was all very interesting, I guess. It was definitely interesting. And then we got stuck in there. We kept going the wrong way. And uh, we got stuck in Las Vegas for like two, three hours. Oh, we had to do loops, remember? Yeah, we kept doing loops over and over again. Trying to get the hell out of town. And all we ended up was back on the strip. Yeah. Beach time. Every time. so weird. Yeah. And then we ended up at Best Buy and they wouldn't even let Brett in. Yeah, they wouldn't let us in. That was crazy. Best Buy said... If you want something from Best Buy, you have to order it online and say, pick it up at the store, and then and we'll bring it to the door. And takes 10 days for any orders to be placed at the door. Yeah, that I don't was know. bizarre. That was, that was bizarre. Yeah. We didn't get anything there. No. 
That was a clear message from Gaia. Don't go to fucking Best Buy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The stores that the dark has claimed and the stores that the dark hasn't claimed. Yeah, pretty much, right? The Indian casino hasn't claimed. Hasn't claimed a casino in uh, Seven Seaters yet. No, they're just abiding by the new Although regulations. Although there was definitely an addict in the kitchen. Oh, definitely there was an addict no in the kitchen. So when we go order food, food, when you order food at the restaurant and you ask for, be sure there's no bell peppers, peppers and broccoli. broccoli, the two vegetables. She yeah. said specifically, okay, so vegetables are green beans, there will be no broccoli. And I will be sure there's no bell peppers. bell peppers. So what we got our food? What do you think? They had coleslaw with broccoli I've in it. I've never seen coleslaw who with the broccoli f- in it. Who the heck puts broccoli in your coleslaw? I've never seen that before. That was the first. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. And, and the, on our steak bites, they had which bell peppers. were mushrooms and steak, there was now bell peppers too. Yeah. And the waitress brought them both, and she knew there wasn't going to be any bell peppers or broccoli until we pointed out. I was like, what's that? She's like, oh, oh my gosh, I'm bell sorry. peppers. I'm sorry. You told me you were allergic to those. And what's that? It's broccoli. That's broccoli. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how you know there's an addict in the kitchen. Yeah, definitely. Because they have open doors. They do. Yep, stay away from the spirits. <laughs> yes, stay away from those spirits. All right. Well, thanks wanna, everybody for do listening. You, do you want to end it on a higher note than... Uh, broccolis. Than broccolis, bell peppers, and addicts in the kitchen. Sure. How about, what do you see? At the moment, we're driving in towards, uh, we're just in front of Lake Ozette, at the bottom of the Ozette Road, Hoko Ozette Road. Right at the launch place where we usually put our kayak in to go sailing. Mm-hmm. And it looks beautiful, like magical, mystical mist. And it's raining a little bit. It's probably nice and cool out there. I would go check the water, but it's muddy. Yep. It's very muddy. It's muddy. So, usually I would be in my barefoot and I go over there anyways, but... You're not feeling it today? I just don't feel it today. I like to look. Yes. Not touch. <laughs> oh, one other interesting bit today. Oh, yeah? Yeah, the most interesting bit ever. Oh. What happened with Lucy? She has her prosthetic pole. She got her pretend foot. Yes. And for her, it's not a pretend foot. It's a weapon. It's a weapon. She's going to use it to slap people around. Oh, my God. That thing's vicious. <laughs> she stepped on my toe twice. You, you cannot walk her on that side of her. <laughs> because when she steps on your toe now... You're going to feel it, huh? You feel it. Oh, my gosh. But for the first two first steps, she was, like, dragging it behind her. It's like, what the heck is this thing? <laughs> she was. She was looping, throwing her around. <laughs> and the vet said... Don't it's worry okay. about this. Yeah. All we got to do is take her out to the rabbit. The rabbit yes. will distract her and she'll forget she has it on. Yeah. And, and watch. Totally. It'll be like magic. Shoot. Yeah. That's pretty really cool. Walked on it like it was her regular leg. I think, I think we finally turned the corner with her. I know we said that a lot of times, but I yeah. hope this is for true, for real. I know, yeah. I feel in my heart that three months of bed rest for a dog like Lucy is gonna drive her crazy because we went for walks two times a day and we went miles of walks yeah and she was so incredibly fit it was yes. like a marvel yes you would watch this dog 
stand Muscular. in one place and jump 10 foot straight up. Yeah. Okay, maybe not 10 feet. <laughs> not 10 feet. Eight feet easy. Remember, she, she had her paw prints on the yeah. top of the window. Yeah. And she'd jump up to see us. And she got out of the eight foot fence. So. She got over an eight foot fence. Yeah. So, I mean, she is incredibly fit, but she hasn't been on any walks of uh, any magnitude for three and a half months. Sort of. Yeah. She went on quarantine the same time as everybody else. Yep, did. she did, yeah. Yeah. Well, now her quarantine is over. Yep, now she can go on walks and runs. Yes. And it's a marvel to see. Just don't walk her. On that side on of the... that side. <laughs> I'm just warning oh you now. Okay, got it. <laughs> the river to vet said. Yeah. Yep. When now dogs... They figure it figure out. Figure it out very quickly. And they use it as weapons. They'll use it as a weapon when they're playing with their friends. <laughs> so Romeo's going to have to learn. <laughs> Watch out for that side of Lucy. Because yeah. yeah. she's going to whack him with it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's gonna be funny. <laughs> it's gonna be funny. Romeo's gonna be like, "What are you <laughs> what doing? Happened? What the heck happened?" We won't bother him at all. He's got the kid. <laughs> he does. He's gonna be like, "Oh, fast." Yeah. Okay, that's a much better way to end our end end our podcast. Yes, it is. <laughs> joy and joy, light, love, bliss. Yeah. Wonder. All right, everybody. We'll okay. talk to you next week. 